no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. And we're back, episode 54 of the Stereo Bros Podcast. First time in a long time we're almost at the that we've been in the actual stew. Shout out to the Black Room Studios. The boy creative Sam got us out here in a very dangerous neighborhood right now, but it's all for a good Sam. cause. Um, Sam. We're patiently awaiting. Well, before we even get into that, let's do our intros. It's your boy PL, Patagonias and Lattes. Greetings and salutations, beautiful people. It's Hat Shepsuit. Okay, I'm telling you, I'm going to record an ASMR album. Y'all just wait on it. <laughs> ASMR. Hi, it's Jazzy. What's that? I'll let Jazzy introduce herself. It's like, I don't have meals, but like the sound. The sounds. Of like things that are soothing to you. Oh, like, like water and like wind and shit. Like the yeah, like the sound. Like white about noise. The sound of mac and cheese mm-hmm. in a in a pot. That oh, might not. Like, that might not have been sorry. the. <laughs> 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 I didn't mean to Mad, I was like, oh no, this might go left. No, right, no. Right, mad Dexter Daps, Mad <laughs> Shensia and Jada Kingdom, Queen of the Fluffies. Shensia. Yeah, that's the ass. Got you. Yeah. All right, well, you do that. I'll be the first to buy 10 copies. Yes. Um, Support me. <laughs> we here, patiently awaiting the results of the election. By the time this comes out, we will probably have a president in. Probably we already got our president. We already process is Biden. Come on now. True, but it's going to be challenged a little bit. But uh, I'm not. Su- Thank you. I'm not totally surprised that he has yeah, two fifty six. As we look live right now, he had two sixty four. So that means he locked down Arizona. So we're patiently mm-hmm. waiting on either Nevada, mm-hmm. Georgia, or PA to be officially official. Mm. So, um, my thoughts are that I'm happy with the fact that. It looks like the Senate and potentially, well, the House probably, the Senate potentially may come back to the Democratic Party. It's looking like a couple of bozo GOP senators have lost <laughs> their jobs. But then you have people in Alabama that just voted for Tommy Tuberville, who's a former football coach, wow. as their senator. No, but that's Alabama. Like, they do shit like that. Like, they vote for fucking... <laughs> college coaches and then wonder why they don't have uh no money yeah right Right? so i mean man i'm very encouraged by what happened in detroit atlanta and metro philly the fact that so many brown people black people came out and voted in really high Mm -hmm. numbers Mm -hmm. i think that people were smart enough to kind of preempt a lot of what trump did because he embodied sorry he empowered his his base to go out and vote in person knowing that most dems will vote via mail and then try to kick out mad mailing ballots. Mm. Like, that's some slick shit. So far, it really hasn't worked. So, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out and how long it takes for the court challenges to go through. But, I really don't think there'll be another Bush v. Gore where Bush was up 50,000 votes and then ended the vote via the Supreme Court in Florida to win the election via his brother Jeb Bush. Mm -hmm. So, I think this won't be that. I think it'll be 
it'll still be Trump, you know, hissy fitting. He's probably not going to concede. But seeing even GOP members kind of backing away calmly from him gives me a sense that they're going to slowly get back to a sense of normalcy. Mm. But I need the Dems to now take a note from the Republicans and put whoever they want into office, right? They was putting anybody into these fucking agency positions, anybody into the Supreme Court, anybody as a federal judge. So Dems need that same energy and just start giving out these jobs in the same way because there's a lot of them that need to be handed out. Mm-hmm. But Stacey Abrams need a job too. Yeah, fact. I, what, where do we want to see her? She's done so much for us. Secretary of State. Wait, Secretary of State, you think, you think that would be yeah. a good role for her? I, AG? I, Maybe AG. Is she an attorney? She went to Yale. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know she was an attorney. You really didn't know that? I didn't. I mean, she's great. She's awesome. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know she was an attorney. She's a, a super educated... Not that Yale Law School matters more than any other... Shout out to all law schools. All law schools matter. <laughs> all law schools matter. <laughs> um, Yale definitely matters. Um, but I think I think she deserves more than flowers. She deserves a, more than a seat at the table. Like, she absolutely. needs to be directing things. And, like, I've heard people say, oh, we need to put her in the Democratic Party to, you know, clean it up. No. I want her to do something where she's going to get impact. the shine and personally get the, the accolades that she deserves for all the work that she's, you know, been putting in over the years. But I just think it's interesting that the Democrats are now touting, you know, you know, well, I think I haven't heard anyone big in the Democratic Party start to thank black women. Like on Twitter, it's all the, you know, operatives and, you know, people that have been in the field that are like, yes, black women did this. Da, da, da. But we haven't really heard the establishment, quote unquote, put context to what really happened in this election. And, and you I'm never very, will. I, I, I thank you. Like, <laughs> it's, Jamel, it's, it's Jamel Hill's fault. That's why. That's don't, it. Don't Please even. don't do that to yourself this episode. <laughs> don't even. Um, but yeah, I want to... Like, they need to put money, power behind black people. I don't know if we want to get into the black woman versus black male, the 90-something uh, percent of black women that voted versus... What, what was it? Like, 80? Less than 80% of black males? Why are we doing this, like, gender-bending, like... I just... Because... Why are we attacking black men on a Friday? Because what? It, it just it continuously begs the stats. question where black women are doing the work for the white women. Black women are doing the work for the black men. Mm-hmm. Black women are doing the work for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I just want it to be acknowledged because mm-hmm. I acknowledged. I, Thank you. Thank you, PNL. We appreciate you. But we're not going to bash black men on a Friday, man. No, because then it goes back to, it literally goes back to the comment from Jamel Hill, mm. which was, what was it? What, what, could, I'm could, mad. Could, I hate black men. No. That was not it. <laughs> that was not it. She said that black men uh, uh, participate in patriarchy. All, all black right. men hate black women. Oh, I don't have a job with this, PNL. I'm mad that's now. That's not what she said. That is not I just, said. You know, a lot of people brought light to the fact that you know could a, a reason that a lot more black men voted for Trump that because Kamala Harris was on the VP ticket and they didn't want to see a woman in the White House that sound crazy come on what why type does of that sound crazy because most black men don't hate on a black woman what type of shit is that a uh, black woman on the ticket I'm gonna vote for the for the dude that just put kids in cages and Stands by white supremacy. So then, why would it, so why would they not be like, oh, a black woman? Let me put her in the White House. Because all black men ain't 
kinfolk, summer skinfolk, <laughs> like the, the AG of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Daniel, that's the Daniel Camerons, mm-hmm. right? But the 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 Sams and the P and L's is not looking at Kamala Harris as so. Well, what was the, the enemy. different? What was the In difference? Fact, last the young Kamala year Harris might could have got that nigga. Oh my god! So what's the difference last year than <clears> this year? <throat> Yo. Just ignore him. Please. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> I I think it's worth exploring. Maybe well, not maybe not now. I'm not last year. Last last election with um Hillary. The dab course of the election. You saw her dab, that shit was trash. Right, but the more dab. people more black males voted for the Republican ticket this year than they did during that election. So what is the difference? As a non political science major I'm going to say that I don't have all the answers right now, but what I can say is that voting generally was up. The numbers across the board are up. Yeah, but these are percentages, not numbers. How are numbers different than percentages? Well, you could have 10,000 people vote last year and 20% of those 10,000 people vote one way. And Mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. we have more votes, but... 25% 25% of these votes voted another way. So you're saying more black men generally voted for Trump than they did for voted, Clinton? Yes. And I am supposed to answer that on behalf of all black men nationwide. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just exploring the this, See, this is what happens like, to, to the black men in this world. No, because I'm just like, what, what is the I'm getting Jamel Hills right now like, by my went, best friend growing up. I'm getting Jamel Hills. There's a black person on the <laughs> ticket. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't that make you more inclined yeah. to vote for this ticket? Like I don't, I'm, I'm. What, I, what, I see, what? I see the question. No, no, I'm not being facetious. I understand what you're saying, but I also think that we also got to realize that Kamala Harris is super qualified. She's done amazing things. I think for some people, they couldn't get past her record in California in terms of her time as an attorney general and as a prosecutor mm-hmm. so that may explain some of it again okay. i don't have the well, answer right? i just want i just i don't have the answer have a i can't speak on behalf of all black men the other thing i say too is again look at the uh skin folk because the black men i see voting for trump a lot of them not all of them but a lot of them are the ones that are the daniel camerons you know you can tell a lot by about a black man by shape but if you go to a mall <laughs> if you go to a barber in the mall to get his haircut. If you get your haircut at Supercuts. Supercuts. He's, he's not for the people. So I think that it's a nuanced situation. But I do think, again, that, truth be told, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I espouse the views of either party. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is that I vote locally with the issues that I care about. Mm-hmm. What that means is that I still live in the hood of sorts. So my vote go to people like Zelnor that I know is going to push for the shit that I care about. Now, I think the ticket as a whole, people that look like us, that think like us, absolutely should have voted for Biden at the national level. But locally, there was a lot of important ass races on that ticket that I hope people voted for as well. Because regardless of what happens in the next month mm-hmm. at the national level, we still need to mobilize locally. Because mm-hmm. like this whole Proud Boy situation and the fact that people are being empowered and feel empowered to ride around or some Trump shit in Brooklyn, it's only going to get worse, mm-hmm. right? Like, regardless of how this thing go, if Biden wins, they might fake fall back. If, for some strange reason, Agent Orange stays in office, people's going to feel empowered to be on some bullshit. And mm-hmm. the best thing that we can do, rather than sit here and say that there's some 
uh, black men or black women that's not with the program is to make sure that the program we got is strong enough so that whoever's not with it is muted. You know what I mean? So I'm curious, like, what's next? So, like, the Republicans basically threw away all their morals and ideals to support Donald Trump because he had this base behind him and they doubled down and it looks like that strategy paid off for them right mm -hmm. so like what where do we go from here like what what do these parties look like going forward 2022 is going to be important but also 2024 if you see like the little marcos and people like that now how they tweeting and even mitch mcconnell they tweeting very differently a lot of what mm -hmm. they're saying now was like yeah they throwing in the word legal in front of vote but a lot of what people like marco rubio was saying like he tweeted um, asking that every legal vote be counted is not um fraud, and asking to see those votes counted is not suppression. They they already putting out little sound bites mm -hmm. to try to make it seem like, oh, I was just fucking with Trump. Mm -hmm. I was gonna get right back, mm -hmm. right? Like they like even Mitch McConnell was like, if there's any challenges, those will be had in court. But everything should be like th like they all saying that same rhetoric and. Folks I know down in D.C. is saying that the rumblings are that um, his daughter, what it, Ivanka, I think her Ivanka? name is, mm -hmm. is going to be the one to tell her, like, Dad, yo, it's over. Because nobody wants to tell him that it's over. And people in there are starting to already put distance between themselves and Trump. Like, like folks are already packing <laughs> people up. People are already, like, already out. Folks is already probably, like, mass shredding shit. So I think a lot of people realize that it's over. It's just a matter of how long will he take to acknowledge that. Because... Yeah. He doesn't have to concede, right? Right. That's not like a legal obligation of his. But the real question is, when the bodies fall, how far will they fall? Yeah. Right? So the whole thing about like the, the racists and the bigots, only time I've been called the N-word by a white person was just outside of Albany. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's upstate New York for you. I worked in the Hudson Valley, in prison towns. Which is like all red. Right? I've been in Western New York. <laughs> I've been in Western New York. I've been... Um, up and down I-88 and I-90 and I can feel the small townish. I've uh, stopped in Plattsburgh I've stopped in uh, Monroe right on the border of New York and Canada mm -hmm. I went to the McDonald's and I can just feel these people feeling like well what's he doing here and I can feel their poverty thinking that they better than me so that's like <laughs> no it's serious outside of New York City yeah. New York is West Virginia like right. Their politics, their views, yeah. it's farms, and a lot of bullshit going on. So I think the main thing I want to stress to people is to wake up and realize like it's not sweet. It don't matter how many vacations you take, mm -hmm. how many fedoras you got. Mm -hmm. As a person of color, it ain't sweet for you. So spend less time trying to win the the uh, contest to hide your poverty and actually start to do some meaningful shit to empower your people. Mm -hmm. But then I look at like the Democratic Party and like the people that won them the election, right? So common sense would be like, hey, you need to invest in these people and just focus on them. Like instead of turning to all the white people you lost, mm -hmm. let's just focus on the black, brown, you know, Asian people that you do have. Mm -hmm. And and then and and um and see where that goes like yeah. I, but i i don't trust them to do that like i don't i don't see that happening and it makes no sense because my thing is like clearly the progressives have a movement going i just i'm just 
curious. I just, I could see like a new party forming in the middle, like these Lincoln Republicans linking up with like tea party. moderate, like, no, not Tea Party, but like, you know, like conservatives that claim they weren't participating in Trump's uh, Republican Party, yeah. but like, you know, they have conservative views, but they're not so racist. And then the the um, moderate Democrats that, you know, are liberal in their thinking, but moderate when it comes to finances and things like that. Like, could they not link up and form their own party? But right I think now, that's, they're like all that's what's outs. happening. That's what's happening. I mean, people are forming new super PACs that, right. aren't, that aren't, you know, operating the way traditional PACs operated. And... And there you're going to see fractioning, like, like fractured, fractured party on both sides. Like, that's what I feel. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to happen. And it's already happening because that's, I think that's, those, those packs are a great example because they fund candidates like AOC, you know, who come in and shake the table. Older Democrats who are really, you know, rich white Southerners too, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, are like, oh my gosh, this is not the democratic way, but really and truly AOC in that generation or those types of those types of political officials they're the ones that best represent what's going on right now I mean mm-hmm. if anyone has half a brain they're going to just listen to what the youth is telling them to do that's the youth or who showed up for this um, right. election yeah. by, across the board and those so. Dixiecrats aka those mm-hmm. southern democrats mm-hmm. they still remember the good old times of the 60s and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so that's that's really what that's rooted in but in terms of the parties flip-flopping identities I think that's less of what it is like there's like the working families party and other parties. Where is the Black National Party? Sign me up. Right. Where's it at? And all I'm saying is, listen, guys. We, I mean, I feel like we've we've seen 2020 has just shown us so much. Mm-hmm. You saw how quick these same Democrats were, and I could feel it on people when they're like, "All right, Biden won." It feels like a Wednesday. It don't feel like yeah, it doesn't like, feel whatever. like okay. anything has happened. Now what? And and I think it's because people realize that the hands aren't the hands that you got are might be better than this guy, but they aren't exactly clean. Mm-hmm. And we've entrusted other people with our welfare for so long. I just want to know. Maybe that's Stacey Abrams' new job. Maybe right. she needs to head up the Black National Party or something. Um, I, yes and no. Yes. But I feel like she deserves a bigger Well, maybe platform. maybe not literally her, not, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, Someone who can get it done. Send us your, your people that was working. Send us to gather yeah. us and, and, and figure out a plan for We us. need some organizing. Something about our political system needs to look very different, different. Yeah, I agree. in this next cycle. I and agree. I'm afraid that what tends to happen is people are like, whoo, we escaped, we dodged that bullet, and then they keep doing the same old fuck shit. I feel like the electoral college needs to be at the top of the list of things to get rid of. And if not, they need to be organizing in all these middle of America places and getting the population and the vote together so that they can do like how New York is, mm-hmm. like the how we balance. We're a blue state only because of New York City and like three other small yeah. ass cities that OB, barely help Buffalo. us, barely mm-hmm. help Rochester. us over. You know what I mean? Like all of Long Island was red, right? Yeah, yeah all, all of Long Island. Island. That's First what, of all, that's Manhattan, what a Stony Brook kids Manhattan went. had the highest <laughs> number of. Um, it was the highest percentage of votes for Biden, which I thought was crazy compared to Brooklyn. Was like in the middle. Um, what well, Italians in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and so the other thing too is it like this reminds me of when. President Obama won. A lot of black people feel like, oh shit, reparations is lit. We've arrived. Mm-hmm. 
instead of saying, all right, now let's double down and do the work, it's like, nigga, we made it. Right, right. right. And, and I think that now we can't go back to that <laughs> sense of, because as humans, we want that homeostasis, that feeling of normalcy, that, that feeling of it's lit, I ain't got to do nothing else. Mm-hmm. What people need to do now is like, okay, we dodged the fucking bullet. Now, let me make sure that I actually double down on my own personal change, right? Like my own mini super pack, my own tenant patrol, my own right. neighborhood involvement, my own trust fund, my own whatever. Like build your own version of what you want mm-hmm. because if nothing else, you've now learned how real shit can get. Like that pandemic showed people, it showed me that humans are about survival. Mm-hmm. So when I hear like mad bodega owners voted for Trump because he's going to keep the economy open, I thought it was asinine because he's the reason why the economy had to close in the first place mm-hmm. right. because he was inactive during a fucking pandemic or pandemic really depending on who you ask, right? Like, he had opportunities to mitigate it, and instead he sat on his hands. So for a bodega owner to say, well, this is the only way that I'm going to eat is if I vote for Trump. It's the same man, like, even the people, like, on the border states, like in Texas, all the Tex-Mexicans who voted for Trump because they don't identify anymore with Central America is asinine because all it takes is one day for your kid to be late from soccer practice and ICE would snatch their ass up and all of a sudden you're like, damn, I should have voted for, you know, for somebody else. And I think that's the problem with people generally is that until it hits home, nobody ever really says, oh shit, like, let me think about what's better for the greater good, right? Yeah, well, I think people vote on like how they're affected more so than right. how they're offended, rather. Somebody was saying that, like, mm. you, you vote not based on how you're offended, but affected. I personally vote on my offenses because I, I think just, who said that? That's I, my first question. Gen- Jamel Hill. Jam- shut up. Um, I mean, just a generalization, but I think in general, I, Hill, I, I would imagine that's what these Republicans or Black people that voted for Trump are saying. Like, oh, well, it's not. Me. I mean, the ca- whoever ran his campaign did such like it's it was a perfect storm to me because it's like. You're, we're locked into a situation where everyone is home and literally has nothing to do but stare at screens, social media, and whatever else. And you saturate all these, all these mixed, all this mixed Signals. information. Right, right. We don't know if Fauci's right. We don't know if Trump's right. Trump had Corona. He didn't die. Is it real? Like you know yeah, what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is the pandemic a real thing? Right. Then you have, then you have people who are convinced that like you know we're involved in like. A spiritual war to a degree, mm-hmm. right? And I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with these things mm-hmm. either. But like, there are so many themes that are running right now that it doesn't really matter what traditional campaign marketing was going to do. Somebody somewhere he's appealing to, right. whether well, that's it's just because he's different than what they're used to. And I'm like, but what? Like that's. that's I mean, it's, it's almost. I don't know. It's I don't know. I mean, I get because I get it. This is the establishment. This is the Democrat. This is this is every year how they come with the candidate that looks the best on paper yeah. that will bring everybody together and that they're all behind. I think Joe Biden is like a career politician. I yeah. when Trump says, "What did you do for forty six years?" I'd be like, "Yeah, what did you do, nigga?" Right. Like, what? Like, I right. mean, at the end of the day, to will be you honest, shut up? You know. <laughs> But like, you know, I, I get the frustration, but at the same time, you have to know that this man is stupid and doesn't know what he's doing mm-hmm. and is exactly. ruining our our global standing mm-hmm. every day that mm-hmm. he's in office. Speaking like, of global standing and Trump, a lot of us in the tri-state area like to go apple picking, like to go <laughs> pumpkin picking. I know I do. 
it's full, so a good sweater, a good pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> oh, I had one the other day. Well, how I was definitely it? thought of you. How was it? Tell the truth. It was very sweet. You thought you had a day. friend. <laughs> it was very sweet. Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi laughed. <laughs> <laughs> now it was good though right tell the truth tell the truth tell the truth it was tasty tell the truth it was very sweet it's did, not something i could have did you like, pair it with wait where'd you have it from from starbucks did you pair it with a pumpkin muffin or a slice of bread no that's too much that's, pumpkin that's i had one of the little problem. and a no, little egg quiche no things. no 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 that egg quiche shit throw it, throw it in the trash get you no, next time the one with the a pumpkin loaf slice a pumpkin loaf slice, slice. Pumpkin low slice with the pumpkin spice latte. I feel like yeah. that's overdoing that's, it. Yeah, it feels like a lot. <laughs> it's not. I do it. Okay. It's great. All right. Well, that's what, I that's tried what, it in your name. Uh, <laughs> I walked up there. I was like, oh, pumpkin Don't get spice. it from Duncan because at Duncan, that shit is trash. You know. Um, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> pumpkin farms, apple orchards. Most of them are located outside of New York City mm-hmm. in Trump country. So... Are we going to not apple pick, pumpkin pick, take pictures at the orchards and vineyards like all the blacks do because of their all love? The blacks. On my timeline, at least, I see 10, 10, 50 people. No, people was out there, like, a lot, heavy. Get in um, and I went out there recently, not to the... Where'd you go? I went... Oh, sh- say sh- it, say it, say it. Shishkawana? Shawanga. Shawanga Mountain. <laughs> Um, but just for like a little scenic ride. Um, and I was surprised that the area that I went to, I saw hella Biden Harris. I mean, I saw a couple of Trump, whatever, but I expected to be like in Trump land and be very yeah. scared and all that stuff. But I actually saw a lot of Biden Harris posters. I saw at least two um, Black Lives Matter um, oh, awesome. posters um, on, along my drive and, you know, before I got to my immediate destination. And I felt safe. I didn't feel threatened or... Yeah, well, know. that's beautiful. But Amen to I that. do have a friend that went and was like, nah, that was... Like, she wasn't, like, threatened, but she definitely was, like, in Trump country. Mm-hmm. Um, and her daughter started singing Black Lives Matter in the middle of all of them. It's really cute. <laughs> Unprompted, unprompted, a long gun. Mm. Like, not saying I wanted to happen to her, but no. But I mean, I just, I, I do, I do recognize that that is like a different place, and we got to use our dollars. So, I mean, I don't have no kids, and I haven't brought anybody apple picking. But when I do, I will think twice about going there. Why? Why don't we need some black people to grow some apples and orchards? Like, they don't have any already. I don't know. I've never heard of any black people. Well, I know Woodstock is more liberal. That's about exit nineteen on the eighty seven. Shawanga, you got to be careful up there too, though, because there's like four prisons up there. Oh, really? Wow. Shawanga is a is a prison. Uh, Eastern, which is a Napanach. Then you got Wallkill. And I think there's another one that's not too far from there too. Like that's old prison country up there. Um, what but it's is, beautiful. What it's is beautiful. the rest? Yeah, of it was New beautiful. York it was it's a beautiful. lovely ride, guys. If you're bored, like literally, this is like perfect COVID uh, pandemic thing to do. Is just drive, drive along the 95 North and uh, the Taconic Parkway, and the leaves are turning. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, lovely. On that Taconic though, do 55 because if you do 63 at the wrong exit, they're pulling you over. Right. Especially if you're black, you're gonna get pulled over on that Taconic. But it, it's beautiful with the leaves turning. Steph asked, "What's uh, what else is in New York besides uh, prisons?" 
Farms, schools. They're farms. No, I, That's I, it. no, I, no, I'm, I'm dead being serious. It's like there's a couple like wineries. Yes, there's a few vineyards. So upstate New York is beautiful, right? You mm-hmm. got the Leatherstocking region. You got the Finger Lakes region. You got the St. Lawrence River region. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of cool history up there. The baseball museums in Cooperstown, but most of these towns to get through them is super duper scary. At least for me, I'm paranoid by nature. So. um Having worked in these towns and had experiences of like overt and covert racism, yeah. And like my favorite sandwich spot, they had the the best, the best pepper turkey and pepper jack cheese sandwiches. Oh, that sounds that sounds very good. But they was Trump supporters. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. So I was forced to eat there. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> yes. <laughs> nah, I wasn't forced, but I still chose to eat there. But I, I thought twice about it twice. Yeah. So that's four. That's four thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought twice about it twice. <laughs> but this was. That was about three years ago, back when Trump wasn't doing like shit, like putting kids in cages. Right. Um, it's tough, but I do think that for these places, if we made a stand and said, if you have a Trump sign in your town, nobody is spending the black dollar there, they'd quickly say, well, I'm not racist. Right. Right? Like, they would quickly rethink their thoughts because as much as they may not care for your politics, they care for your dollar. Right. So, that would be my thought, is to maybe form like a I don't know like a super pack but maybe like a group to figure out almost like a new version of like a um green book yeah for like sundown towns or what's it, what's it called what do you mean sundown towns like, sundown towns like back in the days there was a list of towns that you should not be caught in at night if you were black oh oh oh, um, oh. sundown town Sun- okay. yeah that's what I'm I don't know any other term so I think you're talking about the, you were trying to think of another name for the book yes oh, oh. I don't know the, I, don't, I think I think it's like a something green something book. negro something yeah. green book so, green, yeah like, it is just, green book I just knew it as green book mm-hmm. okay so maybe we, maybe we should make something like that for did you watch Lovecraft Country yet? I'm not watching it. It's, Why? It's bad, like witches and dragons. It's not so my patch. I love. I thought it's it was not my patch. No, I think it's not your patch because we never see black people in these types of of roles. And in, in no, in this I'm careful about genre. what I invite to my home. No, it's not. I I personally am not usually one for the fantasy and stuff like mm-hmm. that until I got you know Game of Thrones changed my life. Right, but I do think it is. It's good TV. I, I mean, you, you're like the fifth person it's that told me that. It's a lot of good history in it. You love a good I tried. Detail. I tried, but I'm not with what all the spiritual. What episode did you get? Like, what episode did you get to? All I, listen, I saw a piece. I turned to it. It was on, and it was doing shit in the barn. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> so I turned. Listen, you know what? I am a fan of, I, I have watched Lovecraft Country, but I will say that I never, I don't get into television shows that have like upsetting themes if they're upsetting to me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so like if if you don't if you can't rock with it then don't bend your spirit to watch it you know what I mean just like The Handmaid's Tale I refuse oh no I stopped I love that, that though no how this is what we're living I'm now. on episode 3 no wow oh, okay that's fine because I watched literally the first season up to like it was probably like episode 6 or 7 I was like oh no fuck this listen I was like cause this could happen it was and episode episode 1 5 minutes in I was like I'm not watching this shit oh. They are trying to warm me up to something I don't want to be a part of. What's and that, and I've left it alone ever what's since. What's the name? They have a name for it. Predictive pre- programming. Predictive programming. Yeah. Where they like, like they they put these themes out there yes. so that when they when actually happen, you, you can get used to it. Have you seen the trailer for a movie directed by Michael Bay? Mm-mm. For, about quarantine? No. Apparently, they. I have saw the trailer myself. Oh, shit, what is this thing called? I, I'll find the... Try to find it, Samson. If you if you don't mind, thank you. It's a it's a um it's a movie 
based on Corona 23. No. I kid you not. By Michael Bay, I believe. And it's a trailer about um, um, uh, uh, the COVID five years from now and it attacks your brain and all kinds of shit. And I was like, why would they drop a movie it's like this? Songbird. Songbird. I heard about that before and I was just like... Yes. Like, why would you do this right now, bro? Like, That's why like, I hated... Well, I didn't hate... I hated to watch... Day After Tomorrow and like all them end of world movies uh-huh. especially when it was in New York yeah I usually don't watch those but I did when quarantine first started I did watch Contagion they I were pumping I it yeah. they were pumping it I refused they and were pumping even it. on YouTube damn I'm I'm totally showing my nerd side here but fuck it um I also am a part time hurricane tracker what? are you that's yes. so much fun <laughs> We learn something about you every episode. And um, when Sandy hit, I was um, tracking it with Lonnie from Channel 2. Shout out to Lonnie. Uh, And um, Why am I so tickled by this? Continue. (laughs) Basically, and after this, we got to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, basically, depending on where Sandy hit, it could have actually been even worse. So he said if it hit... And he thought it was going to hit between Ocean City, Maryland, and like Ocean City, New Jersey. Like apparently it's the mm-hmm. same place in uh, both um, mm-hmm. states. Mm-hmm. But that's where it hit. So he said if it hits somewhere there, most of Soho and um, like the seaport is going to be flooded. But if it hit anywhere north of there, like think if it would have hit like Great Adventures. and Hit, I mean like made landfall. Mm-hmm. But like Great Adventures or like Newark, mm-hmm. that shit would have brought like damn near seven, eight feet of water through Manhattan. Oh. Without even making a direct hit. Wow. Right? So then I started to just like do my Googles and sure enough, I said that living where I lived, I wouldn't have an impact and I was right. But mm. if you go on YouTube and like Google category three or stronger hurricane hitting New York City, yeah, it's like real end of world. But it's like if something as strong as a three hit Manhattan, mm-hmm. you're talking about like 20 to 25 feet of water wow. washing through Manhattan. Wow. Right? So I say all that to say that when I was younger, I was like fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. But now that I've lived through Superstorm Sandy, which was an indirect hit, and I think once I was in a tornado watch when I was upstate New York, it's not funny when you're like in it, in the middle of it. Like it's yeah. cool to watch it from, from far. It's like, oh my gosh, if it hits right there, it'll be crazy. Like with, uh, it wasn't Harvey. The shit that hit uh, the Bahamas last year, what was that? It was mad strong. It was damn near a six, but they didn't call it a six. Yikes, I can't remember. I can't remember. At some point, it had like 180, damn near 190 mile power winds in the Bahamas. Sustained. Sheesh. Um, the only the only hurricane that I that I can think of in recent history is Matthew. But I don't know. Matthew? I don't know if Matthew did that. Because Matthew uh, uh, like demolished uh, Barbuda. Yeah. And um, it ran through the southern tip of Haiti too. Um, like it did a lot of damage. Yeah. So, so I don't know if it was. Sorry to digress, but I, I don't know how I got to my hurricanes. But um, more importantly, it's time for everyone's favorite segment: woke words. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey. It's the woke word time. Are y'all ready or whatever? Yeah. I love it. We love to see it. We love to tell our friends about it. We love to write about it. 
Excellent. Today's woke word is, drumroll please, vassal. Vassal uh, is a noun, a holder of land by feudal tenure on conditions of homage and allegiance. And the second definition is a person or country in a subordinate position to another. Who would like to make a sentence using the word vessel? I never make sentences. That's all. Piano's really good at it. that. You can do it. You can do it. No, no, no. You, make, you come up with good ones. The second, the second defini- definition is really fun, too, to use. That's what I'm going to use. Okay, go ahead. Finally, after almost four years, the GOP has finally stopped being Trump's vassals. Oh, shit. And hopefully have grown their respective ovaries and balls back to actually do their jobs properly. Wow, that's a spicy. That's a spicy. All right. Well, there Um, there that goes. Vassal, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, you're friends at the next. some more vassals. It's your next Zoom happy hour. Yes. Some more vassals. There's all these celebs crying about not being able to buy luxury goods from these uh, luxury, luxury in air quotes, Mm -hmm. uh, brand makers and I was going to talk about this whole Birkin bag fascination real quick and this mm-hmm. whole, if you can't buy you a Birkin. Um, l- listen, people out there in the 99%, um, <laughs> it's okay to, and even Cardi B, y'all hero said this too, it's okay to be a non-celebrity. I don't want to say regular, right? Because I don't view celebrities as like, I'm from New York. I've seen celebrities all my life, so I've never looked at celebrities yeah. like, oh shit, that's Tom Cruise. Right. Like, Move. I'm trying to get my right. sandwich. Like, I don't care about none of that shit. Right. I work in Midtown. I see celebrities all the time. Yeah. Um, I haven't been in office since March because of the pandemic. But when I was in Midtown, I seen celebrities every single day. Yeah. Never fascinated me. Never was mm-hmm. hyped. Never mm-hmm. was like, oh shit, that's so and so from Poetic Justice. I'm like, like so for me, I was never fascinated by none of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't view them as like anything other than. Famous people. Mm-hmm. A lot of famous people are broke. Mm-hmm. A lot of them <laughs> have their own shit going on. Yeah, life in the limelight sucks. Yeah, as a f- right as a former mixy person on campus, that was a microcosm of what it's like. You are a thousand percent accurate. Like yeah. I couldn't leave my Athletes. I couldn't leave my room. Yeah, and go like on a on a podium. Yeah, like the main campus area without getting fly because. It wasn't even the women. It was men looking at me, like looking at my sneakers and my outfit. Right. Right? Like other men watching what I'm wearing. Right? <laughs> so I say all that to say that um, I know what it's like a little bit to be on that kind of platform. And it never really like appealed to me. I was never like into that. Like it never was something that I thought was popping. Because like you said, it's a job. It's mm-hmm. upkeep. Right? So when I see people that have decent lives, that have families that love them, their bills are paid. Right. If they have bills, goals. They have goals, and they have a decent, like a decent life. Yeah, having fish fries and buying a good bag or sneaker, mm-hmm. or just creating dope memories for themselves. Yeah, aspiring to buy shit because somebody that they don't know said so. It's kind of crazy. Like the whole shit about if you can't buy you a Birkin bag, if a person actually takes their relationship and then tries to. Fit that shit into the narrative of a rapper talking about a $20,000 bag, to me, is asinine, right? Like, for two reasons. One, when you walk into these stores, you know, any high-end store, 
Nine times out of ten, when you walk in, they're making value judgments about you yeah. at the door. Yeah. Depending on how you're dressed. If you're dressed, if it's just like you're in corporate America, they may say, hmm, this person may be one of the good ones. <laughs> right? Right. If you're dressed down, they may say, scammer. Right? But either way, same the same question. Why do you feel like you have to spend your money with these people? Now, if you just are into shoes or watches or bags because that's just what you're into, mm-hmm. more power to you. If you can buy it twice over, more power to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to tell anybody how to spend their money. What I am here to say is the value judgments and the value assessments, that shit got to just get like cleaned up. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is that um, Gucci or any other name brand don't make you fly because there's a lot of fly bums that put on mad Italian designers mm-hmm. and they still are bums, mm-hmm. right? Like they got on a $2,000 outfit and they still got to ask their moms for $30 to buy some below grade weed, <laughs> right? Not or they below still gotta, grade. Or <laughs> their day-to-day consists of struggle, mm-hmm. right? So my whole thought is for celebrities to be out here saying that we should be able to buy designer goods without judgment and all other nonsense. Only person that said something that made sense to me was Cardi B when she said, if you just like a regular person that got a decent bag and decent life, focus on that. Like, thank you. That's the message. Mm-hmm. Th- that should be the message. If you into certain shit, cool. But flexing with sneakers and other material items and your other your overall finances aren't together, that's a poor man's flex. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's my uh, soapbox I just wanted to <laughs> put out there. Because it's, it's super annoying to me when, when people are so big on this, like, um, this fascination or this lust for, like, material shit. Yeah. And they have nothing else going for themselves. Like, they still sleep on bunk beds at home or mm-hmm. they got four roommates. Just, mm-hmm. like, straight bum shit. I- I, like you said, like I think it's okay for people to appreciate nice things and, and luxury goods. Is but like why is it called luxury? But well, why are these things well, luxury? It means it is. I don't, what is the difference? Well, I mean, no, a luxury a luxury item is literally at the price point of luxury, and you can't take away from that. It's like if it's luxury, it lasts your lifespan and then some. It's made with the highest okay. quality, the highest grade. That's it's usually made. Yeah, it's usually made. So like when you go, sh- and this is this is just us being poor shop poor consumers in the west right they're different price points you fast fashion is what's running the world right now so i'll I'll have my thoughts on birkin in like two seconds but like fast fashion is your h&ms that's your zara's everybody thought zara was something special it's fast fashion ripping off designer and like turning it around faster than they can right so then after that you have i think contemporary um, and then there's, um, or excuse me, I rather I think it's Bridge, which is which is like the 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 labels that can go you can find in like a big box store like Macy's, mm-hmm. right? But you might not find it in Bloomingdale's. Mm-hmm. Then there's Bridge, where those you can find in both Macy's and Bloomingdale's. Mm-hmm. Then after that you have like a luxury brand, and then after that you have Couture. And couture is like, it's, it's not couture because somebody said so on their tag. It's couture because you're registered with the, with, the, with the foundation that records who are the couture designers. Mind blown. Wow. Wow. Yes. That's back end for y'all. Fashion like, lesson with hat. When I, when I tell you like luxury is luxury because 
people are people are either make it by hand the the sort the, the materials they use are like extraordinarily like luxe it's either like mink wool uh cashmere you know like you can see the 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 quality so very often than not not just I'm not saying that luxury items are not worth the dollar because oftentimes they are, but the hype associated with it also gets put into the suggested market price as well. Because uh, a luxury brand is like a vellum, vellum brand. I can't say this word, but every time I think about economics this is what I think about. It's something, it's like a Bentley. It's more than just a th- material possession. It speaks to your status. You know what I mean? Status it speaks symbol. to Right. And so people aspire to that. So as long as somebody aspires to it, especially that's where the whole, um, um, this kind of model is what made like uh, hype as big as it is. This is why brands like Supreme and... and We're not giving no shout outs. The only brand we shouting out is Overconfident <laughs> Mediocrity, Melanin Project, and Stereo Bros brand. We ain't shouting out no hype beast. We appreciate all of that. Yes. But that's but that is essentially what creates because it's a it's a limited quantity and uh, the price point of each of it is like this much. So if you get one, it's kind of like you know I'm I'm now this kind of right. I There's a lot I of psychology to behind walk it. Walk back some of my comments then because I was operating out of a sense of <laughs> what's so special about this shit. But now. Uh, no, I, no, I don't think you're wrong. Like I just you say, it's like a, the value, the aspirational value yeah. that you put to it. And I think you're speaking to values. Like, you shouldn't aspire to have material goods. You should aspire to have a good life, right. to have security, right. to have, you know, family. Right. Friends, you know what I mean? Those right. are those are the things that you should aspire to. For now, sure. Now I, now I also remember my original point, and thanks for helping me out with that, Jazzy, because the other thing, too, is that for celebrities to say that they add value to the brands, I'm like, no, y'all don't. All you do is add to their bottom line because at the end of the day, they don't give a fuck about none of y'all. Like Bentley and all these different damn, I'm doing this shit. I hate giving people <laughs> promo. Uh, saying block all that out, please. Um, <laughs> they don't advertise, right? Like the only place you can find certain mm-hmm. certain uh, car makers and certain watchmakers is in a fuck it, the Rob Report, right? Like mm-hmm. the Rob Report. Is like the uh, luxury couture mm-hmm. magazine, right? But oftentimes, unless you know about these things and do your research, you don't appreciate why a watch costs five thousand dollars. Right? It's because it's handmade and, and that movement right. will last forever. Mm-hmm. Or that Rolls Royce or that Bentley has a handmade engine. Mm-hmm. Now you only get twelve miles per gallon, but again, right? It's one of those things that's like a status symbol. So for me, I don't want celebs saying that. Um, they add value to these brands because they don't. Well, this is the thing. I think from the brand's perspective. I mean, but the brand—if the brand is using them as an ambassador, then they do. Cardi B just got picked up by one, so I'll put her on her own. Like, put her to the side for a second, right? But mm-hmm. generally, outside of like the Rihannas, the Connies, like outside of them, mm-hmm. in a general sense, when people act like they're adding value to a brand that doesn't necessarily appreciate the culture. Like, these are the same brands that keep putting out, like, Sambo-like face masks mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. shit like that. I think it's kind of contradictory well, to say that you're adding value well, and that stuff still happens. Like, I like I think there was, like, this controversy and why Cardi B responded was because people were saying she was bringing down the value or them wearing these things brings down the value. Mm-hmm. Oh, which, wow. which is disrespectful, number one. Yeah. And number two, I don't, I agree with her. It's not true because I feel like 
number one, she is a celebrity. She has a following. She has certain such and such amount of followers and stuff like that. And people do look to her to see, oh, what is she wearing? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like, not only is she not bringing down the value, she's bringing them more customers. Whether or not she should be doing that is... And that, and that, story. and I'm That's glad you said that because with. I feel like I said I wanted to touch on um, the Birkin situation at the end. To me, when I see, uh, you know, certain artists, you know, talk specifically about Birkin, I wonder what what deal was made. Because suddenly, out of nowhere, everyone's talking about Birkin. You can't even get these bags like that. Right. Like, so, you have to set up appointments right, and do all these different right. things. Like, Sounds like right. someone tried to get a Birkin. But what it, but, but to me, it's kind of like... <laughs> it's kind of like if you can't if you if I Somebody wanted money out here. if no, I wanted was not willing to waste their money previously like I'm sorry it's, it's okay. okay if you want if somebody wanted to like you know advertise their stuff you find you find a, a spokesperson to do that right and I just feel like you know micro don't underestimate influencer marketing like it's just yeah, no, it's, it's so the same thing not, not even the same it's better it's, it's better it's targeted yes and they're they make money off of yes that, so yeah so like these people with the they know like the people that who are working in the back end of all of these brands know what the youth because they ain't even really looking at you to be honest like whoever is their their fastest growing market that's who they're being aggressive with right. and I, I'm sure it's the people following so you know some of these artists right like when you think about such. like Gucci and Moschino and yeah. Iceberg and all these people when, when we were in school and high school we thought we was doing something yeah, wearing a hundred dollar t-shirt right thinking oh like yeah. I mean but that's still money for them yeah. even if it's not you know what they pump or what they will advertise mm-hmm. for they're still making those mm-hmm. shirts because they know that it's going to sell and it's going to bring them revenue That's probably nice. even more revenue than the you know couture or limited Absolutely. limited well, they, ice items yeah. the limited goods that they get i'm sure they're getting more money yeah. from the items that people are running your regular average aspirational uh consumer is is looking to get they making money off yeah of i mean and think about it there's a ton of consumer generated content on instagram once you take once you take a picture in the drip or whatever and you post it yourself they're not even paying you mm-hmm. for this advertisement you're doing it on your own you know what i mean so like it makes money hand over fist mm-hmm. it's 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 almost ridiculous. But, so when I think of these other people, I'm like, all they are are ambassadors to me. Right. And I do think that they, again, it's, it's crazy to me to like sit here and we need to have our own businesses. Mm-hmm. We need to do this. We need to come together as black people. Look at my Birkin. Right. Look at the, it's, it. It's mind blowing yeah. to see like. It, it, it's crazy and it's just like when when will we number one stop looking to celebrities to lead us somewhere mm-hmm. and and make our decisions about how we live our lives and then number two when will they kind of recognize their power and stand in their power and recognize you have like clearly cardi b catapulted fashion nova to the place that it is i'm sure she probably got money and credit that is 
um, that is, you know, comparable to, you know, her efforts to do that. Mm -hmm. But, like, think about what she could have done if she did that to a black brand. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it it would have been... You know, I don't see them pumping... The, I mean, I know Beyonce did the, you know, Bay, Bay Good and the, the, yeah. black, the black brand listing that she did. But I don't see these. Like, the same way you talk about a Birkin, then in the next sentence you should be talking about a black brand or, some, or something else that you wear, you know? I think Saweetie can Permitted talk. Permitted is no, You know, like the, the talk about, like, you know, your man should you know be what I'm doing for you. I think the message was your man should be having you look as good as as they have the means to provide. Mm-hmm. Didn't she, wasn't the statement like, if he's not buying you a Birkin, if he's not paying your bills? Was that what she said? It was, it was something to the effect of that. It was something to the effect of that. But this also reminds me of why Jay-Z stopped wearing Iceberg was because they went to Iceberg, was like, yo, we rocking this shit. And it was like, okay. Right. right? And that's the thing, excuse me, for me, in that same breath of them being able to buy the item... Why can't they, like, big up other brands, too? Like, in the same way, like, why not build up a brand? Because we've done it before with Sean John, Rockefeller, uh, I'm going to say Rockefeller, but uh, Rockaware, Baby Fat, <laughs> Darion, um, Vocal. I'm laughing because that shit ain't sell. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, that was a great conversation piece. But now we need to get to the... Uh, <sighs> All important. This is going to be a tough one, but we got to get through it. Yeah. Ask Jazzy. Oh. Steph, can you kick us off, please? We do. All right. Okay. Ask Jazzy. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hey. Um, as we are talking about election season and you know clearly there are many houses divided i hope not i hope you would never be with a trumper guys i really really hope you would but there are some people that are married to dating in relationship with uh cohabitating with someone that does not have the same political views as them and quite frankly may have voted differently on that ballot right and so my question to the stereo bros is can you be in a relationship with someone that has different political views and values than you do i guess i'll go first in saying you can date somebody with different uh, views than you, which I've done a long, long time ago, pre, pre Patagonia. <laughs> um, I think you can date somebody with different political views. It just depends on how much different, right? Like we've all seen Get Out, right? And I think there's like a spectrum of if they're fiscally conservative and you're fiscally liberal, that's different than them saying that all lives matter or the thin blue line, and you're black, right? So I think it's. It's more like what are their core values, and I think that when people don't want to talk politics with you, is because they know that that's something that they know. If you knew who they really are, you wouldn't really want to fuck with them, right? So, if a person ever doesn't want to talk about their politics with you, it's because and it's my right to not want to fuck with you, to right? Be honest. So, I saw something the other day in one of my chats that was like, "Oh, people's really about to like stop talking to their best friend." Because they voted for Trump. And I'm like, yes. yeah, but 
if your best friend voted for Trump again after he put kids in cages and co-signed bigotry and you still want to be friends with that person, like, what good is in that person with respect to you, right? Like, if that person's of a different racial background and they say, no, no, I, I fuck with you, but Trump, that means that they view you as um, almost like an exception to their stereotype, right? Like, they view you as, like, the antithesis of something, right? Like, they don't view you as, like, their whole equal. It's just like, you know what? I fuck with him or her because of that. So if you're dating somebody that is supporting, like, the Trump regime or is supportive of anything that is blatantly, you know, racist, misogynist, or anything else, that person is telling you what their values are. So could you, could I date them in my former life? If she was on some shit like All Lives Matter, and, you know, she's a black woman talking like that, like a Candace Owens. I could never, I don't even know if I would even, like, view her sexually. How right? would you like, start a conversation? Like, I don't, like, I, like yeah. it's crazy. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, but that's, but that's what's a what. I don't, At least I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I could even, like. I think, um, sorry. I think yeah. uh, what. Um, like, she ain't sexy, right? Like, it's not going to be, like, attractive. Like, I'm sure there's a good-looking black Trump supporter somewhere. There probably know. is. For me, what, what stands out for me is... I mean, Harry... Probably, listen. Right? Wherever she is. Just real quick. Two women I'm thinking of are Candace Owens and Harris Faulkner from uh, Fox News. Harris Faulkner is the is the black woman that was on a show, and they were talking about summertime treats and summertime beverages. She's like, oh, when I'm out on the porch with my daughter... Harper or some shit like that. Um, I just love making a, a nice batch of cookies. And then this white dude, right. And then this white girl, yo. She's, she's attractive. Sam Sam pulls up her, her picture on the screen and her hair looks like dried out. No, uh, no, it didn't. But, um. Uh-huh, so the cookies, she said she made cookies. And then her co-host jumps in is like, and then you have Kool-Aid too, right? <laughs> and then, no. Yes, yes, yes. This really happened. And what did she say? She's like, "Well, no, actually, I have a lemonade." <laughs> of course, of course. Yes. Oh, of course, yes. also. Yes. So, um, so with all that, with with all that said, I've dated women who I thought were idiots in terms of like their views on certain shit. Well, see, and, the idiot, see, okay. I feel like we have been taught the wrong way to speak about politics, right? I do think that we need to learn more civility when it comes to discussing political views and other people's points of view. I think Trump changed a lot of this because it was ridiculous that anybody was following him because it's clear to see he... No? No, no, no. Uh, that's Candace Owens. Oh, her hair is done there. That's not fair. Most of the time, her yeah, hair don't be done. That one. Exactly. Like, that's what she looks like most of the time. Oh. Anyway. Um, but I just think that we need to oh. speak. <laughs> looks like a real Gail Kingy here. <laughs> I just think that there does need to be better discussions around how we discuss politics. Because I think that's a bigger issue as to why we don't really get anywhere is because people can't take sometimes the personal out of it that's true but i also feel like um 
I don't really have a talent for people that I feel like are intellectually dishonest. And I feel like if you can't explain to me why you're supporting something and you kind of double down on like a very myopic viewpoint, oh, this is how I was raised and that kind of stuff, is trash. And that's what I'm saying is like if a woman is like that bad in terms of like her views, it's going to be hard for me to be like be attracted to her. Like I don't care if she is a breastosaurus or she like extra extra fluffy in the legs and that kind of stuff. I don't know if I'm going to be able to like even you like going to be seeing Trump when y'all go to bed like I go see Trump, but I like it'll be hard to like like as a favorite Pisces we're very big on like an emotional connection. And it's going to be hard to build an honest emotional connection with her if I don't think that in her core she embodies, you know, the shit I care about cuz we don't got to agree on everything obviously, but it's just like if you like on some like all lives matter type shit that's, that's a dub. So my answer is no, I can't do it. I can't date somebody that got like. Now, if we meet on the on the first day and after a couple bottles of prosecco, we wind up forking without talking politics. That's different. And then, what if you find out that their political views are different after that? How would you feel? Um. Hmm. I would I would I would probably be quick to say especially I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't even like, know what he was nah. Um if we've already gotten to a point where I feel like we're not gonna progress, then no. 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 I can't do it. Yeah, no, I don't think I could date anybody that was not, I don't want to say a Republican or whatever because it's not even about. I don't think it's about you know identifying nah. with one party or another. I think it's like you said, values and and what you think is important and how how you think as a society we we should move. And if that's like fundamentally like different, there's nothing really to discuss. I'll give you a good example, right? Like if a woman said that she was like a textualist or like an originalist. With respect to the Constitution, like that means that you read the Constitution and any law based on the Constitution with the intent of the people that wrote it in the 1700s. So that means that you the old white men that thought right. you were three fifths of a person. Right. Your your core principle is that the the Constitution should not be interpreted in modern times. It shouldn't be a living document. So that means that you are going to be very conservative when it comes to a lot of current issues, and that that's a dub for me. Really? I heard about a lot of Haitians yeah. voting for voting for Trump. Not even Haitians people. So there was like this thing going on talking about like West Indians mm-hmm. and their conservative mm-hmm. views and how that very much aligns yeah. with you know Republicans and yeah. conservatives here because of their strong feelings about religion mm-hmm. and LGBTQ mm-hmm. issues and women's rights mm-hmm. and and things like that. And I've never really stopped to think about like, what do people really be getting abortions in the 
Caribbean? Like, right? I mean, like how they're accessible to women here accessible. in the U.S. I, like how I just I never really thought about yeah. it, but like how accessible is an abortion? I I don't know, but on these different islands, I like, have no idea. I I have no idea. But I mean, I I would think that it's more so just your ability to like communicate it, like, and if we and in effective communicating, if we realize that like this, there's some really you know there's some lines drawn in the sand here that we can't negotiate around. Then yeah. then that's it. That's that. You know what I mean? But the worst part is when someone is like, well, you know, they're trying to defend their political standpoint, and it it becomes almost like. Uh, hateful like you know what i mean like when you have intolerance oh, that's where we are right now yeah. like everything is like so impassioned and, and yeah. hate on on both sides i hate donald trump i hate that i hate donald trump i hate that when i look at the tv i'll be like good bah, bah, right right bah. like I, I like why is it so visceral yeah i don't like that that it's become this it shouldn't right. be this mm-hmm. it really this is not what it should be like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah all right. Well, that's been helpful um, to know that we kind of. I mean, politics is definitely one of those things. Like I said, I feel like if we can't talk our politics, then we we aren't really like friends, right? But I also yeah. feel like if your politics are trash, I reserve the right to just not want to fuck with you, and vice versa. If you feel like my politics are trash, you, you yeah. got the same right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, no. hat chef soup. Do you want to end us off with a brief? Um, I don't want to say disclaimer, <laughs> but a brief PSA to the beta mills out there. Yes, I do. I would love to. I would love to. So let me give some context in uh, to what I'm going to say first. So earlier this week, I had learned about a young woman who was uh, kidnapped for ransom in Haiti. Her name was Evelyn Sincere, and she was at either 21 or 22 years old, and she was kidnapped after, um, I think she she went out with her boyfriend or something like that for the night, but she was kidnapped and um, held for four days um, from October 29th, a Thursday, until they found her body um, on November 1st that morning. So she was kidnapped and they were asking her family, who was just her dad and her um, sister, for $100,000 USD. Um, now, if you know any uh, some context on Haiti, about 80% of the population lives, you know, in poverty. <laughs> okay, so $100,000 from somebody who is part, most likely part of that 80% is a little you know, ridiculous in the first place. So they had made, they, I guess they had come to some kind of negotiation with her sister for around 15000 which which is what they were able to uh, fundraise or crowd raise or whatever. And it still did not prevent the kidnappers from raping and sodomizing her for four days. They had her bound and gagged on uh, Facebook and then also had her record videos where she's pretty much just thanking, you know, her people for loving her and how she's going to pass and whatever else. And so I was compelled to um, to kind of use my own, like I just wanted to speak about it because being a Haitian woman myself, you know, I, there are gaps in my experience of my homeland for kidnapping, right? Because it's it's not new. Like people are snatching bodies for money all the time, you know? So your family will more than like, and you never know who's going to set you up for it. 
which is which is super whack because everyone's trying to navigate poverty down there and some people are willing. But I used my platform earlier this week to just talk a little bit about, um, you know, men. And um, I was specifically talking to men um, using women's bodies as chess pieces to gain something. Right. In war, it's very common to collect all these women and rape them. Right. If you think about what happened with the girls in Nigeria, Boko Haram, to make a political point, he's going to kidnap all these girls and we're going to marry them off. We're gonna, you know what I mean? Like, it's just there's never uh, any humanity associated to a, a woman's body and especially not a black woman's body in a black nation somewhere in the middle of some crisis. Right. And um, I just I just wanted to talk about it because I just felt like, you know, I just I'm really ready for the day when. Um, men realize the power of their silence, right? Like, we know that the people that did this stuff are savages. But I don't know what it's going to take to appeal to the man that might not be a savage but might be in the company of savages to say something. Because in the four days that this girl was being abused, no one in, in any circle was like, you know... This is wild. And she eventually died because she was beat to death. And then they threw her body naked on top of a pile of garbage. My the but the crux of this, that's just the context to why I went on the live. The crux of this was that I was then met with, you know, just a few comments from some concerned brothers about, you know, I guess the tone of my message and why it was directed at men exclusively. And I don't, um, not the day that I recorded it right now, I, I wouldn't change a thing about anything I said because I'm serious. I think that um, something that I mentioned in that video, if anybody wanted to see it and watch it in its entirety, is that very often women who say this is wrong and we shouldn't be doing this and we need your help in this way, for, just for speaking, we're often labeled, you know, disagreeable or difficult and then there'll be this kind of like well you hate black men and you're galvanizing women to hate other black men and it's like that's not true I just am tired of women having to not be their humanity is never a part of the conversation you know what I mean like one, I already don't understand someone asking someone who's dirt poor for $100,000. To me, that's weak shit. There's white people stealing your land in front of you and you are you've got the wrong energy for the wrong group of people but Beyond that, I think the bigger issue of just not seeing um, the value in speaking up to protect a woman you don't know or maybe like, you know, I know that you might you might you 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 people are kidnapping and doing pulling all kinds of juxes for money. Right. You there's a lack in yourself and you need to be able to you know, I guess eat or whatever. But I just time and time again, the theme is always that women's bodies are are kind of just indis- are dispensable. You know, there's no reason why this girl who had just finished an exam looking to graduate was found on garbage naked. You know, you don't f- like you like you th- you throw you threw her in the garbage. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then. When I went on the, the platform to talk about it, you know, I met there were men who were just like, well, why? How does this have to do with all men? I, you know, what about the women who support patriarchy? And and I because I'm not I'm doing OK, period. Like my thing is like, but I'm not disagreeing that women don't perpetuate harmful themes against other women, you know, because that's that's stupid. If human beings are marginalized because other human beings are doing it. 
You know what I mean? So I would not be, it would not be fair to do that. And it would also not be fair to the men that I do know who are men. You get what I'm saying? Like it, like it, like I, I've, it may not have been a third world country or anything like that, but I've, I've gone to parties, you know, I've road tripped and I've had the, the blessing of being surrounded by men who were serious about my safety. You know what I mean? But that's not always the case. Especially if the you know maybe those men don't know you, maybe they don't find you attractive, maybe maybe they can't associate you with you know with no man they respect. So now they don't res- they don't care what happens to you. And I what I'm upset about is the pushback, you know, from certain gentlemen about you know well why are we generalizing for all men? And I'm like it's because unfortunately when you don't speak up, some woman carries a really big ticket home. Right. And I like, think it's like the the protect black women. It's like we want to protect black women in certain situations, right. but not others. Right? Like, you know, you want to assign her. It's easier to assign the accountability to her. Like, well, you know, if women weren't out, because I mean, guys were reaching. Like, you know, if y'all weren't out here just trying to shake your ass on the gram, I thought the, you know, it was like it's like whoa, we're talking about two totally different things. You know what I mean? One, you know, I I just. Keeping it in alignment with this particular situation, it's just think about the amount of men, even if there are women on the block, even if the the driver was a woman, how empowered does that woman feel telling a group of men not to sexually abuse Mm -hmm. this girl who is completely powerless Mm -hmm. in their company? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? More often than not, the 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 impact of someone saying don't do that is is a lot more is a lot stronger coming from another male you know what I'm saying? And, and I don't think there's often situations where men will see, and you know, you hear them, oh, that's a that's not my domestic situation. Right. I'm not getting involved. Or when you see certain things happening on the street, and it's like, we are a community. We right. have to protect each other. And right. I think, again, like you said, that whole, you know, like if it's not a man, if they're not associated with a man they respect, mm-hmm. or it has something to do with them, I do think that men can be hesitant to to get involved or to stand yeah. up or speak up for women but all those all those reasons you you know a woman they might not find attractive yeah or, you know like these are real like situations they are real and it's and it's and you know and in the video i i did my best to illustrate that it's just because evelyn sincere is this huger case it's it doesn't mean it doesn't distill down to you know more day-to-day interactions. You know what I'm saying? Like, women get assaulted a lot. You know, a lot. Like, women get disrespected a lot. And and I just don't know what it's going to take for us to, you know, acknowledge, okay, we probably could step it up here without feeling compelled to find some kind of responsibility to put back on this woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like just, I don't understand it. Like, because then then in your argument, you also want women to be able to take accountability for their shit too. You know, like, I... I don't under I don't know like you know I I didn't know where the gentlemen were coming from but because I'm not speaking from a place of like you know any negativity I love I love men I, you know what I mean like I'm just gonna tell you that I respectfully don't agree and I'm not I'm also not changing my mind and you also can't do anything about it you know what I mean it's it just is what it is and I'm willing to wear the disagreeable I'm willing to wear the um you know too much work too hard to handle too mean i'm willing to wear it because to not is to is to entrust my safety you know what i'm saying to people who might not necessarily be that compelled to take the extra step you know 
And so I'd rather be, I'd rather go down swinging and yelling, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, proverbially, I guess, mm-hmm. than to, you know, kind of accept this as the status quo. I believe that men, especially black men, are built better. Mm-hmm. I believe they're built better. I believe that they know better intrinsically. Like, and I, I don't know what it's going to take, you know, for, for you and I'm, I'm again to just activate the kingship. Like mm, I don't get, I don't get, I don't that may get be the uh, title of the episode. Mm-hmm. And I think so. I don't have any like response to that because yeah. I, I definitely get annoyed at like weak shit when I think sometimes cats are too defensive about shit that like as people we're argumentative. A lot of people use social media to argue because they don't have anywhere else to argue. Right, right. But rather than like listen to understand, people are only listening to respond to mm-hmm. something that they feel like they can attack. Mm-hmm. And I just, we shit, like I've said mad times, I think men gotta be men. And the beta male shit, like say that energy for the super over aggressive police. Right. Say that energy for the bill collective. Right. <laughs> like, but not people that are actually trying to, you know, raise awareness. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a very no heartfelt um, topic. You know, rest in peace to Miss Sincere. Right. Um, right. My my parting words for this week are, <laughs> you know what? Mine's are activate your kingship. Activate like, your motherfucking kingship. Activate that shit, man. No more beta male shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my, I guess those were my parting words. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, not the kingship, not that, oh. not the activate the kingship. That's you, that's you. I meant, I meant the spiel I went on. You know, like really and truly, I think like so. Okay, I'll say this: that my my parting words are to really fill up, like get to know what the vibration of like what does loving what does loving yourself feel like. You know what I'm saying? Because I think once you get accustomed to what it feels like when you do it for you, you can do it so much that it's easy to do for others. You know, and I think that people are okay with denigrating other people's humanity because they don't see any humanity in themselves. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, I see oh, I see nothing but light when I look at me. So I don't have any choice but to see it in other people. So when I tell people, like, you're better than this shit. I love that. Yeah, when you when I tell people, like, you're, like, I, like, I, and that's why I didn't understand why these brothers were. But I'm like, yo, do you see what I, I don't know if you see what I see when I see you. Mm-hmm. But, like, you really are capable of, of living at such a higher level for yourself. Than participating in this right here, and that that applies the vibrations to, are low. That applies to nations, uh, uh, us. Okay, <laughs> it applies to men, women, black, white. It just we all are just like learn what it fe- means like to love you just a little bit, just so that you can you could do it twice a week, so that maybe you have a little bit more room to love somebody else on the rest of the days. Mm-hmm. Boom. Um. Well, in, in speaking of the luxurious goods and seeing the light in yourself, what is your value? Mm-hmm. What do you place value on? I think it's this is always a great time to like reevaluate and like think about your goals, but really think about like, you know, what is important to you? What is important to society? Mm-hmm. What should be important to society? Mm-hmm. And figuring out like where you fit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in all of this so those mm. are my parting words powerful words mm-hmm. make sure you're following us on IG and Twitter Stereo underscore bros subscribe to us at 
sellyourbros.com, the website, shop the merch, over and out. No matter where we face, we must face a moment of truth, baby.